Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. One o'clock hour. Here on Cody and Gold. Just keep an eye on a few things on, on Twitter. This is just funny. This is not related to KC stuff, but it just tells you the NBA is so different. Like the 76ers were fined $75,000 just now for failing to include former Jayhawk Joel Embiid on their injury report to accurate and timely manner. Four, oh, before he missed the Denver days. game, he just never yeah. played against Jokic in Denver or whatever. Yeah, the 75K just, but just nice little. $75,000. I'm wonder, sure that's going to deter the 76ers from ever doing that again, guys. It's a lot more games, and I think generally the management style is different, but I always wonder at some point if that'll come for football. Like, if these teams will realize, what do we think it is? Just just the NBA who benefits from giving a guy a game off in week five? Or would a lot of teams who have players benefit from just letting their guy rest? It never happened at quarterback. That's why the NFL probably wouldn't care. Because if you just rested Christian McCaffrey in week 12 just to get him ready for the rest of the season, you'd be like, well, whatever, I guess. But if you start arresting Patrick Mahomes, which is what <laughs> happens with Embiid, then you're having a different conversation. But the way, just like, fortunately, the way the NFL is set up, 32 teams, 17-game schedule, um, you know, and, and knowing that a lot of times it does come down seating-wise to the last week and all that, like, I just don't think you can afford to, to sit guys until you know something is locked up. Now, it's different than, hey, he's actually hurt. Uh, could he play? Could we sit him and all that? But just like resting somebody because their body's worn down and you still have something to play for, not so much. Like the reason why Travis Kelsey held himself out and the way the Chiefs were, they already had their seating. There was nothing that could be done with that particular game. I just think it's less likely the NFL you'll ever run into a real situation like that because if teams don't have stuff locked up, yep. they're not going to do it. Yeah, the and I think the NBA made rules to try. Like you have to play sixty five games of the eighty two, otherwise you cannot win MVP. It's not possible. Like if you I like if, that if you do the load yeah, management and you miss fair. and you miss sixteen games or whatever because you're just resting to try to stay healthier, you cannot win any yeah, any awards. And in some points, like, yeah, Major League Baseball, when you're playing one hundred and sixty two games, plenty of guys take off yeah. there. It's weird because like it's viewed different in baseball, way different in baseball. Because again, the stars, so like the starting pitcher doesn't take an extra rest day, right? Sure. That man gets out there. He gets four days of rest in between. And if you're one of the star star players, you're still playing like 145 games. Nobody's thinking about the 17 Sunday day games. You don't. Well, we all agree. In. There's too many games to begin with for Major League Baseball. The problem is in the NBA is because it's so star driven and the attendance is so star driven. They hate that these players just kept taking the same games off when they're going to play Memphis. Yeah. So you're you're a Memphis native and you're like, oh, I want to watch LeBron James play one yep. time before I die. 
You go to Memphis, man's never in the starting lineup. Never against Memphis. They're just sitting out the same games. Oklahoma City, Memphis, Denver. They play in L.A. and New York and Miami. You know, that was the problem. Yeah, it's definitely an NBA thing. It was funny. I was talking to somebody last night. out. I was out at Hollywood Casino for the betting show, and he mentioned how he heard us talking, how we were trying to go down to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Uh, to watch LeBron and he made the trip and oh, so nice. he showed me some, some of his photos and videos and he had great seats and everything but we were talking about like Messi now this is a whole different not an injury arrest or not a rest thing more of an injury thing but you know the Messi game with sporting it's going to be at Arrowhead coming up uh, April 13th or something yeah. like that and it's like what happens if yeah I mean it's not a hundred percent that he's playing yeah and so like I, I want to go but I'll be honest I'm kind of waiting till it gets a little bit closer if I'm going to buy tickets I, I don't want to I don't want to drop no like you you can get in a lot cheaper than this, but I do. If I'm going to go, I want to sit downstairs. I'm, if I'm going to see For Messi, match, if I'm yeah. going to see Messi, I don't want him to look like a dot. Okay, sure. so I, I want to sit downstairs, and those are those are a little pricey. I, I do think though that the likelihood of him playing in that game is a lot higher compared to the, like he might rest the game before that. Where if you're, I think I looked it up. I can't remember. They might be playing in San Jose the week before that game. He might not be playing in San Jose because. They, they, I mean, they're probably going to tell him, like, hey, dude, there's 70,000 people who are going to be watching you. It's sold out. It's a big stadium. You know, you should probably play this one. If you are going to take a rest, don't don't, don't rest out this one. But who knows? Oh, NBA and their load management issues. They well, never seem to change. Meanwhile, uh, they don't really do that in the NFL, so we don't have to worry about it. But we're not even going to talk about the players. I want to talk about the coaching. We've done a few, and I think we'll probably continue this trend because – it's been a really interesting way to diagnose these playoff matchups. One thing we've done, Gold, is, hey, look at the five best players for both teams or the ten best players for both teams, and how do they compare as far as level of talent? Well, I can tell you right now, the 49ers are going to compare well, as in it'll be close between these two teams in top-end talent. Coaching, look, I was really confident in the best coach in the Mike McDaniel, really confident in the best coach in the Sean McDermott department. Knew they had the best coach in the Harbaugh matchup, but knew what caliber of coach he was. That's how I feel about Shanahan. Shanahan can't be in the, like, he's toe for toe, he's neck and neck, they're blow for blow with Andy Reid until he at least wins a Super Bowl. I know he's been in two and he's been in a lot of NFC title games, but he still has something left to prove. Until then... Andy has the advantage in a coaching matchup between the two of them. I would just say Andy Reid, especially with Belichick retired, Andy Reid has the coaching advantage. I don't care. I mean, he's. You is know, this the slimmest, though? Like, how does it, it get any slimmer than the matchup between him and Shanahan? Maybe Sean McVay. Like, I, again, yeah. I just think very, very highly of Sean McVay. So, uh, I he mean, also has a Super Bowl win. Yeah, he, do, he does. I mean, Kyle Shanahan is much better than some of the names you just mentioned. You know, I, I would rather have Sh- Kyle Shanahan than. Uh, I think Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott. McDaniel AFC. comes from the Shanahan tree and a lot of same elements. But yeah, of course, Kyle Shanahan has gone to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. And the roster they have built, a credit to John Lynch, has been stellar. I mean, it is awfully impressive to have an, a roster that has the best left tackle in football, the best running back in football, one of the best receivers in football, the second you know, best they, tight end in football, second best tight end in football. Fred Warner is one of the best linebackers, if not the best linebacker in football. I mean, they have a ridiculous roster there. One of the better wide receivers. Um, yeah. The edge is still Andy Reid on the coaching front, but yeah, it's it's a it's a narrower margin than what you have seen in some of these other playoff matchups. Now they've coached against each other in the Super Bowl. I was going to say, know. that's what's kind of important when we look at this thing. And it's not like Shanahan got pantsed. Okay. Like in this last game against Harbaugh, he made him look silly. They had the better plan the whole way in the last Super Bowl, The 49ers had a good plan. They were kind of beating up the chiefs in the interior part of their defense, had a good plan. We're executing well against Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes just started getting them. You know, I mean, that's that's certainly part of it. 
I don't think, like, and I know we've talked about this all the time. It's like, all right, what are the odds of a blowout one way, the other, this or that? It's still important to note that Patrick Mahomes has only lost by 10 points or more four times in his NFL career. That's the same number of Super Bowls <laughs> the man will have played in by the time next Sunday rolls around, okay? So if you're thinking, I think it's a better chance the Chiefs get blown out, think twice. Because he's played in more Super Bowls or played in the same amount of Super Bowls by the time this thing hits as he has been blown out of an NFL football game. And I think a lot of that is because, like, Andy Reid helps that. Mahomes obviously helps it too. But Andy Reid is what helps. He doesn't let games get away. His plan sometimes bothers you because it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it runs away with it, if that makes sense, Gold. But that same attitude of the way he comes into those games and plans for those games also doesn't let the game get out of control. I do wonder if they'll come, if Andy will come with that same level of aggression. I don't know if you saw, I think it was, uh, it was on New Heights with Travis Kelsey. He was talking a little bit about the matchup with the Ravens. And he said one thing Andy had really emphasized in the week was they wanted to, the reason why they were aggressive early is they thought if they got a lead on the Ravens, they could put them on their heels and immediately make them feel like they were trying to play catch up and that they were going to go to the air. And here's the truth. That was all very accurate. And he was dead on. Ravens did that, and they just stopped running the ball. Yeah, I would like to, th- well, I guess I wouldn't like to think. I would love for them to do this too, but I would, I would still think <laughs> that Kyle Shanahan is willing to stick to the game plan more, Cody, which we all know. I mean, with Christian McCaffrey, are you an idiot sure. if you don't? And, and they did it's that. a little different than Gus Edwards. Uh, the reason why I believe they'll do it, one, he's a better head coach, but also Kyle Shanahan just did it against the Lions while down 17. To score 27 yeah, unanswered, true. they stuck to the running game. Why Harbaugh, why McDermott didn't do it, a variety of reasons, maybe in their mind why. It was clearly a mistake why they didn't stick to it. Because the Chiefs, if they struggle on defense, we know where it's at. It's no secret. It's right up the middle on, sure. against the run. And for whatever reason, the, the Ravens choose not to do that. I believe the Niners will actually stick to that. I know we've probably said the same thing. Like, oh, I believe Harbaugh will stick to it, and he didn't. Shanahan's just in a different category offensively and, and scheming up different looks that yeah, nobody's been better other than Andy Reid, frankly, over the last five plus years. I guess it's probably Andy Reid, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan are the three coaches right now. If you told me I need you to scheme something up that hasn't been seen on a film before that you feel is for the, first drive, for the first drive of the game is going to work and get me a touchdown. Those are the three guys I'm aiming first. Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past that. And like you talk about the scheme thing and all the run game stuff. Obviously, we know that. I will say these are very similar opponents in a couple of ways. The one they just won against the Ravens and the 49ers. One, elite-level offensive play. They got um, – and look, I know you could be like, Ravens, elite-level offensive play? They were one of the best scoring offenses in the league. They were. Um, coming into that game, okay? They're, the, the 49ers are second in the NFL this year. The teams the Chiefs have beaten in the postseason are third, fourth, and sixth. So, I mean, these are good offenses they face the entire postseason. But throw a lot of weapons at you – do those things, move them around. But I would say that it follows the same line as Lamar Jackson, which is there is no path to you winning the Super Bowl, in my opinion, that is Brock Purdy throws it 40 times. That would be disastrous so like, for to them, me, that like think. The Chiefs could win if Pacheco ran it 25 times and could win if Patrick Mahomes threw it 40 times. I don't feel like it goes both ways for the 49ers, the same as it did it didn't go that way for the Ravens. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, can the Niners win with McCaffrey having 75 yards from scrimmage? No. I just, no. Yeah, I, I, how? Um, they've got a great chance to win if he starts getting a buck 20 or more from scrimmage and a touchdown or two. But you're right, on the Chiefs' side, they have more, you know, the, the weapons, there's more of them on the Niners' side, no doubt. But the Chiefs still have more ways to win because their quarterback is the best quarterback on earth. 
in Patrick Mahomes. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement about Christian McCaffrey in particular. That's why we'll have plenty of time next week to talk betting stuff. But And we did a little bit last night. You can find the podcast, that betting show, on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. I actually think it's way more likely a non-quarterback on the Niners side, of course, wins MVP in this game for the very, very reason we're discussing. You know, oh, like yeah, McCa- it could be Debo or McCa- a- Ayuk Like or McCaffrey's McCaffrey. plus 450 to win MVP. Uh, Pacheco's 30 to 1. Mahomes is the favorite to win MVP at plus 150 or something, and, and Brock Purdy's plus 240. Well, I would rather bet on, if I'm thinking the Niners win, I would rather bet on, yeah, Debo or uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey sure. than I would anybody else to win because it's, there's way more opportunities for the Niners to win a Super Bowl and it not be Brock Purdy sure. versus the path for the Chiefs to have a non Mahomes MVP winner. You just got to get, you got to, it's got to be really, you got to, it's a really narrow hole to kind of fit that MVP award in if it's not Patrick Mahomes. It's always a good reminder that Damian Williams probably deserved. Yeah, he was close. To be he the was, Super Bowl MVP in that first one. I think what, what burned him is that Patrick Mahomes made some absolutely big time throws. You look at the Sammy Watkins throw and Jet Chip Wasp and all those things. It's like, oh, you're not going to give it to that guy? Yeah, I actually think the path for Pacheco to get it is not terrible because in a year where Mahomes isn't having four touchdown games. The narrative not, helps him. You know, the, let's say it's another 17 or 20 point, you know, 2017 type of game or something. Sure. Low scoring. And he has two of the touchdowns. And Mahomes could have... You know, 205 yards, play great, and no have one, you know have one touchdown. Yeah. Uh, but the Chiefs score 21, and, and Pacheco gets 93 yards rushing and a touchdown and a couple of catches. You know, it's not crazy or, or yeah. I mean, I, I think it's possible at 30 to one. Travis Kelsey is tricky. I know everybody thinks narrative wise, you know, it's it's there because of the Taylor Swift stuff. But if he catches three touchdowns, that's MVP worthy. But that means Mahomes throw. probably th- not probably Mahomes did throw unless hey Andy maybe he does have something up his sleeve. It probably means all three are coming from Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. Maybe Pacheco's throwing a touchdown pass. <laughs> I don't even want to like feel like we're beating a dead horse, but I think all of this goes back to what Brett Veach has done in developing the defense. Where you look at okay Snead and Ayuk, Ayuk is going to get taken care of with with no problem. It does kind of feel agreed. Like with, agreed. With, with Debo Samuel, he's effective, but. They Spags will find ways to track him, whether it's with Trent McDuffie. There's ways that they they can limit him as well. George Kittle, okay, it comes down to the linebacker coverages. Yeah, that's your tranquil job. That that's going to be an interesting matchup to watch. And then it's it's literally if we can keep McCaffrey, he he can play well, but if we keep him under 100 yards total or 120 total yards, something we have a pretty good shot to. Like I think that that's it's not like you're worried about multiple players on the defense because of how good Trent McDuffie and Legereus need have been in particular with, you don't have to worry about them. They can be on the Island. They'll take care of their Island and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be fascinated early in the game. What different way does Kyle Shanahan try to get Ayuk the ball and open knowing that Snead most likely is the guy that's going to be handling him. Like, you know, he'll have something, you know, sure. whether it works, we'll see They'll move him around, but what, and then what's the counter punch. That's what's fun about this. Like we talk about adjustments. It goes both ways. Like what is, what is Spag's adjustment? Let's say on the first drive, they do find ways to get Ayuk the ball. And we're like, Oh, there's an adjustment to come from Spags as well. And that's what he's been so good at. You mentioned the defense. You did a stat last night on your show that indicates at least a pretty strong possibility of them winning. Yeah, defensively, this comes from Scott Kaxmar. He did the research on this. I'll give him credit for it, but it stands out and makes you feel even better if you're thinking of picking the Chiefs to win this game. And at least I think we already all three have kind of mentioned we're leaning in that direction to begin with. I, I feel great about the Chiefs' chances in this game. Defensively, the Chiefs have allowed 28 points or less in all 20 games this year. That's never been done in NFL history. Four other teams have held opponents under 28 or less 19 times 
the 2000 Ravens, the 02 Bucks, the 05 Steelers, and the 2010 Packers. All four of them have something in common. They all won the Super Bowl that same year. That's pretty good. That's pretty darn good. Is this even more impressive by the Chiefs? Think about the era of offense we're in versus all the teams you just mentioned. 2000 Ravens, just no offense at any stage during those years. 2002 Bucks, no, same thing. Five Steelers, still waiting for offense to kick in. Tom Brady was winning MVPs, throwing 27 touchdowns and 3,900 yards in those years. 2010 Packers, okay. That's about the time when offenses in the league started to uptick. But the Chiefs are doing the thing you just said in an era in which that's not supposed to happen. Really what this speaks to is consistency. This doesn't mean you have to be – I think two of these defenses were absolute juggernauts. That's the Ravens and the Bucks. The other two were very good defenses. It just speaks to the consistency. It's hard to imagine a game plan or scenario in which the 49ers roll in here and easily score more than 24 points. Like, if they did it, that the 24 is going to be hard-earned. They're going to have to really get there. It, it's notable to me because it's not like you're saying they're the 85 Bears or anything where the Bears in that playoff run only allowed 10 points combined. <laughs> okay? Nobody's stupid. saying they're the 85 Bears. But you said it. Across 20 games, across 20 games, the Chiefs have given up 28 or less. That is insane. And it shouldn't surprise us, I guess, that, wow, the four other times where teams have done it for 19, they all won the Super Bowl. You know, you're right. That was in an era where defense truly won championships. But if in this era where it's so much harder to be a defense and then you still couple it while your offense is in top five, it still has the best quarterback in football. Yeah, that formula seems pretty darn good to win a Super Bowl. A defense that is doing something that's never been done and then a quarterback that is still the best in football. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like your chances to win the Super Bowl. I'm going through now. I was just curious because I knew at least – the Ravens and those Bucks teams, as predicted, were the number one scoring defenses in the NFL that year. Um, that's not surprising. Nobody was nobody's bringing that up. The other two were not. They were a lot like the Chiefs. Second and third scoring defenses, just consistent. Like, you're only going to be able to get X number of points against us. That was what was so encouraging probably about this last Ravens game was, for the first time in a while, their defense started fast. Got to stop right away. Three and out, got the ball back. You know, like, they they forced – not only did they shut the Ravens down the entire game, first and second half. For a while there, there was that stretch towards the end of the season for about five or six weeks where the Chiefs would look like Aiden O'Connell was going to eat them alive for, like, a quarter and a half, and then Aiden O'Connell would throw, like, 22 yards for the remaining two and a half quarters. But there was always that, like, stretch where you're like, uh-oh, this is going to be kind of tough today. It's going to be kind of a rocky go. Yeah. And then in the second half, they shut things down. The Ravens were a great scoring offense this year, and they still were able to slow them down. 913-586-7610, the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Someone says, what happens in your line of work if MVS goes for 200 yards? How would that be handled? I, I can tell you how that would be handled. I'd hoist him up. Um, I don't care. I'll, I'll tell like... you right now. If MVS gets 200 yards receiving in the Super Bowl, Live on this show, we will shave my head, okay? That will happen <laughs> on this show. If MVS Fine. gets to it, that, that, that's just a bald, deal. Like razor? Uh, just, or just like a buzz just cut? Just close, as close of a buzz cut. We like know. a zero. Yeah. We, guards that, I will gladly have that happen because the Chiefs are definitely winning a game in which MVS has 200 yards receiving. Um, and uh, I, yeah. And what will we actually do? Well, that'd be we'll actually still, worse for you. They we'll, lose and he used oh, to shake their head. He has 200 yards receiving <laughs> and they lose. So, yeah. If, if MVS gets 200 yards, I will. I will. that's how it will be handled. I will shave my head on the show. Uh, and they will win the Super Bowl in that case. 
most likely. And yeah, we'll we'll celebrate the same way. We'll still acknowledge that a week or so later they should move on. Um, but I'll be very happy but for we'll him. We'll be thrilled. Be thrilled for him. And his truck or whatever you get for being Super Bowl MVP and everything else. I'll be thrilled for him, man. I really will be. <laughs> Someone says Cody needs to do it as well. Are you in? Are you in on this? Are you sure? All three care. of us? Are we all in? If MVS gets 200 yards in the Super Bowl, we're all three shaving our heads. I mean, that seems... I think we're safe. I think we're pretty safe. I haven't buzzed my head since I was like... I don't know. <laughs> it's not really a buzz. I think we're going to be okay. Know. I don't know. I, uh, one of our part-time producers, Isaac, just texted me and said, I'll join you and shave my head and legs if he goes <laughs> for 200. Oh, uh, my goodness. Take a razor to him. Somebody did notice something, Drew, that you said. I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't catch it right away. <laughs> I didn't catch it right away. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't it catch it right away. We were, well, we were talking. Well. You know, we were talking Look, about... Here we are. We were talking about the matchup, and <laughs> you said... We, when refer we when referring to the Chiefs, you finally uh, come congrats, man. Welcome to Kansas City. Now. <laughs> He's getting ready you know, to go to Vegas because uh, of the Chiefs. He might as well say we. That's right. Mm-hmm. He probably just meant we the show as like a team. I think that's we. what I think. I, that's what I meant. But also, I'm speaking from the perspective of the 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 Chiefs as well. I'm speaking. If you're the <laughs> Chiefs, we feel this way. Oh, I see. He says as like he wears his person. Cincinnati Bengals hoodie. Yes. As, yeah, yeah, I was going to say. That is true. You <clears throat> are you bringing Cincy gear to Vegas? Like, are you, no. Are, you should bring the Joe Burrow jersey, I think. Are, are, you, are you serious? You want just me to bring it? Just in case we have a video idea. You should at least okay. bring it, just to have it in our back pocket, okay. just in case. Pack, Please pack the Joe Burrow jersey, just in case we want to do something. I, I, we, we can talk about it more. But Might I as think well pack the hoodie. It's going to be cold enough there. i got to wear true. something underneath, underneath it. That's true. It's not going to be what you would think. But you would think, oh, 72 degrees and sunny. No, it's going to be in the 50s. Again, nobody's going to feel bad for us, but it'll be in the 50s oh, no. and rain. I know, terrible week in, week in Vegas. Oh, darn. It, it's not even Monsters. Uh, one person. Like There are like, at least four or five people who have said, wait a second. I don't think I said it. Uh, I'll be a honest. Of, a lot of other people offering up what they'll do if MVS got 200 yards in the Super Bowl. Again, every, everyone will be Shave more than happy to do it. Someone else says they can. you can wax my entire body if he gets <laughs> They that. say they'll get a Cody and Gold tramp stamp <laughs> uh. if MVS gets 200 yards receiving. Holding you to it. Yeah. 816. Yeah, actually, we're going to go ahead and screenshot that one just just, just in case. <laughs> so come back oh, to you're it. keeping a photo of that one just, just in case? Just the one, the tramp stamp one. Just that Someone one. Someone says we have to shave him at the parade. Bring oh, the Clippers to the parade. I'm sure the establishment would love though. to have our human hair <laughs> all over their restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Probably going to need to do that on the Tuesday. I was going to say, I'm not going to be there. I would just laugh if you told me, because it'd be great news for the Chiefs anyway, but somehow it's halftime and the Chiefs did connect on one like 70-yard touchdown pass to MVS for the first time all year. And he's at 70 at halftime. We're like, he still needs another 130. Like the first <laughs> drive, he catches a 75-yard score. And we're like, okay, I know. Uh, two more but, of those and we're in trouble. Yeah. Two more. <laughs> two more. That's the thing. I think the last receiver to have 200 yards in a, in a Chiefs history? Super Bowl? Oh, in Super Bowl. I thought you were just Chiefs history. Uh, most receiving. Has anyone ever had 200 yards in a Super Bowl? In that Bengals Super Bowl with the Rams, OBJ was on pace until he tore Jerry his ACL. Jerry Rice had 215 against the wow. Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, of course. <laughs> back in 1989. So Jerry Rice. Has the most receiving yards so in the Super Bowl. So MVS goes full Jerry Rice. Uh-huh. Yeah. According the to the second most line, is did not get there. 193. He'd only be the second wide receiver geez. in NFL history. That's crazy. To get over 200. I mean, there's been some great performances. Um, How come he couldn't have done it against what, the Bills? I, did, I just want to like point that. out Travis Kelsey, who is playing in his fourth Super Bowl. He's played in three, has two fifty-seven combined in the Super Bowl. So just, just crazy combined. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey also has played in a few less, like that, eight less playoff games than Jerry Rice in his 
creeping up. Well, he's already got one of his records, but it's creeping up on a few others. I, I wonder if the Lions had made it, their defense has been so up and down, <laughs> they actually might have allowed. That, that would have been possible. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> Someone says, put head your bet and put some money on MVS for the MVP. Yeah. So it's like I'm paying myself to shave my head. Like, he won't be mad that you have to shave your head if he did that because he would MVP. Promise, he wouldn't win MVP. Yeah, right? The, the text line's right. Not only will I shave my head, Mahomes but I'll do this show live from a strip club for five straight days. <laughs> just a week after this, I'll just go to, I'll just go to work. Yeah. And just uh, sit at whichever live. establishment <laughs> broadcast live from the corner. Well, honestly, I don't know if, like, well, legally, I think the answer is yes, but like, what would the boss think if you said we for a week straight, or even just for one show? I'm gonna be gone. We did our show from a strip club. I, I mean, just as long you, as we're not you describing what you're seeing, you won't be able to do, do to do the video. Oh yeah, no I, video. I can well, tell you that. I mean, well, what if it's pointing in the back? It would have to just be pointing in our face. It would have to I just was, be at us. What if it's just a wall behind us? I was told that if we do go, if if oh. If, oh. if we all you had go, a conversation with the boss really about this. Well, this he went once. out of his way to oh. tell me that if we did go by chance or if you two went, oh, that, that no video can be posted. Oh. Nothing can be associated <laughs> with the strip club in any way with the station. Yeah, that's fair. So, I, I also I get the feeling it would the strip, be I also, no video. At least. I also don't think the strip club would let us take video anyway. So Probably I not. <laughs> Doing the show there, I have no idea. That might be a question we can ask him. Uh, we <laughs> might be able to do that. I mean, again, the distraction of doing a show and then, oh, my gosh. Just don't describe what you're seeing. And I think you're probably fine. <laughs> Trying you, to have a you, real you debate. You didn't have to stay calm. It's going to be a little weird Relax. to talk about, like, should they re-sign Legereus Need in that setting? But, you know. And in the background, you just hear, it's like, and you come to Mercedes. <sighs> that would be. Uh, what a day. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we're safe. Again, yeah. one 200-yard okay. receiver in Super Bowl oh, history. Yep. His name was Jerry Rice. All right, coming up next, let's good. get to what's trending. And we had a chance to check in with Dane and Hughes, who I think is going to give us some Vegas advice once we get to Vegas. And also, I want to ask him about that pregame sequence with Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Tucker. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending. We heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes a little bit earlier today. The only injury update, stuff we already kind of knew, but it's confirmed by the team. Unfortunately, Charles Amenehu tore his ACL, done for the season, and will have an impact to start next season as well. That'll be an off-season conversation. Joe Tooney not practicing today. Also, that's expected. Dealing with the pec injury. Still not 100% that he's out for the Super Bowl. That'll be a next week thing. Um, but right now, he has not been ruled out. If so, uh, Nick Allegretti would once again start. Next up on what's trending, Dan Quinn officially named the commander's head coach. I saw some of the um, explaining of it, like, oh, you know, they were always high on Dan Quinn. Look, they interviewed him for the job. Dan Quinn was up for multiple jobs, but didn't get the ones that everybody thought he would. And then it seemed like the commanders were still searching for their head coach until Ben Johnson had eventually turned them down or they're claiming the money got too high or a variety of things. Either way ends up being Dan Quinn as the head coach for the Commanders. I feel like that's a little bit of settling for them. You can settle for worse, don't get me wrong. But Dan Quinn, the new head coach over there in Washington. That uh, definitely did not go to plan. Nobody is ever going to be able to convince anybody in D.C. that, oh, yeah, this was what we wanted all along. No, I still think it's a mistake to hire a defensive-minded head coach because even if you get a great O.C. hire, which should be their goal, young quarterback coming in, if that rookie quarterback gets drafted, whoever it is, has success, which is what they want, that OC will be Bobby Slowick. That OC will be Ben Johnson, meaning the same situation that those two are in. Like, wow, look what they're doing with these quarterbacks. That OC will then leave and become a head coach in two and a half years. Then you got to go find another OC. This is why I always hire the offensive-minded head coach. Because if he's the play caller, he's not leaving for another head coaching gig because he's already the head coach. Yeah, why would you? I mean, that's fair enough. I don't know. And look, I think people are asking, will Eric Bieniemy stay there? Seems unlikely to me yeah. that that would be the case just because, you know, the team already seemed like they were kind of working against him anyway. And normally in a case like this, you'd start fresh with your I mean, own Bill guy. Belichick left out. Mike Rabel left out. I mean, that's... Kind of a surprising coaching cycle, yeah. Next up on what's trending, some news for those of you into auto racing, specifically F1. I know, Drew, uh, you probably were more on top of this than we were, but Kyle Hamilton going to join Ferrari moving over from uh, team Mercedes. Yeah, it's big. It's a big deal in F1. Yeah, no, I know it is because they're they're like arch rivals, essentially very weird to see him or it will be at least in uh, red and black as opposed to silver. He's won what seven times or something like that. Seven titles. He's first in every category. He's tied for first in world titles. He's the best by a lot. If he gets one more, he passes Michael Schumacher. He's the so is Schumacher. He's the Tiger Woods of F1. He wins every race. He has the title he almost is like first in world titles he's as well. like the tom brady of f1 he's oh, from combined dude he, yeah he's like he, he he's wins every race competes it like finishes one or two in every single race wins every yeah. title he's an unstoppable he's the force by the way teams. lewis hamilton I'm gonna, I'm gonna blame whoever oh, typed about what's trending i just my bad i just yeah, lewis hamilton sorry. it's typed in front of me it says uh, Ky- that's my fault too but it definitely said kyle hamilton we're in just front of thinking me. uh raven still <laughs> It's on the His brother. Uh, <laughs> brother. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. Lastly, on what's trending, if you're heading out to Vegas next week, we'll have more details for you early next week. We're going to be broadcasting live a special nighttime edition of yeah. Cody Gold. 
from Circus Swim in Las Vegas. That'll be Thursday night. We're going to be competing against the other. They want to see which one of us can host a better party. Look, they're a bigger city. The, not, not you and I. The other no, station. No, no, no. The other station in, in San Francisco. Yeah. They want to see which team can show up more. Look, we know we live in a smaller city. We're just going to show up just as well. So come see us at Circus Swim next Thursday. Yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. We'll have more details on all of that when we get closer to that. Uh, but if you haven't been out to Vegas and you haven't been out to Circa, uh, that place is unbelievable. The stadium swim setup, which yeah, you've is where, been there a couple times, right? Which, yeah, where, where the the last time you missed our flight, I think you spent the showtime at Circus Swim. Yeah, my flight got canceled the last time out of Vegas. Let's hope that does not happen this go around. It'd be a problem. Um, it would be a big problem for us. Uh, but yeah, and I, I was I was couldn't get a flight out that day, so I stayed one extra night in Vegas. I know, terrible. Oh, and no. I said, oh, I guess I'll just at that time sit around at Stadium Swim. Anyway, so we'll be out there. Looking forward to it. Uh, someone says that's the place for you to get into a fight. Perfect. That's from earlier in the show. If you want to go back and listen on the Odyssey. Yeah, if you, if you missed that, that is what's trending here on uh, Cody and gold. Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Still thinking about the Ravens. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, uh, earlier today, we caught up with our guy, Dane and Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. Of course, he's part of the Chiefs radio network. You guys are going to hear him on Super Bowl Sunday with Mitch Holtis Dan Israel, Josh Klingler, and the fantastic award-winning broadcast crew. And we talked to Danan, of course, about the matchup against the 49ers, but also uh, we kind of feel like he's Mr. Vegas a little bit. We need some advice. Uh, yes, I have partaken of Vegas uh, times uh, annually, and I do have a good time. And, yeah, I would have fun. I think I'm, I'm fun company. So, yeah, it would be a blast. Yeah, we're, we're, we just want some advice. You know, we're going to be there for a week. I, I know you'll be there at some point. Uh, during the week as well, so we just got you can give us some some tips, some secrets uh, to, hit, to Vegas. Hit you know? me up, man. Hit me <laughs> up when you get there. I'll give you the insight. I love it. I love it. Now we were talking wide receivers earlier, and I told Cody, you know, I I, I doubt you believe in jinxes or anything like that necessarily, but twenty three targets for Rasheed Rice in the playoffs, zero drops. Danon, I love it. I love how he's played since uh, the bye week. Since we came from Germany. I feel like this entire offense, they had an opportunity to reevaluate the talent uh, pool that we had and also our approach. And that's what the bye week brings. I think I was on with you guys afterwards uh, just trying to school the listeners as there's a lot of self-inventory, self-scouting that goes on during the bye week where you get to know exactly where your team is. And that's why it's such a benefit to have the bye week so late in the season because you have a full body of work that you can look at. And I feel like the Chiefs, Matt Nagy, uh, Connor Embry, obviously Andy Reid, and the scouting department recognize that Rasheed Rice is our number one, and he just needed more opportunities to get into the flow and the speed of the game in the NFL. Maybe he tried to do too much earlier in the season, was a little lax with the ball, and he's learned from it. And to his credit as a rookie, I mean – who. I don't know how many teams could have a run like we've had to get to the promised land like we have and have leaned on a rookie's production to be the leader. He's done a phenomenal job. I think what impresses me even more, Danon, is you and I both know that there's one thing to produce in the regular season. But for a team that's the defending Super Bowl champs and the expectations that come with that and Patrick Mahomes, he's been a good playoff performer. You can't just guarantee that the speed will translate for those guys. Yeah, there is no guarantee. And and, and the other part of it is, is he's not just a rookie that came on in the playoffs and was like an unsung hero. Like, he was the target. 
And if you think about some of the plays that opened up for other guys, uh, how about the MVS catch to end the game last week? How many defenders were focused on Rasheed Rice on the shallow cross, which opened the door up for MVS? So not only is he making the plays, but he's affecting the defense's preparation and their approach, which is opening the door up for other guys. So uh, the production is great. The ball security is outstanding, but the impact that's opening the door for other guys is phenomenal. Uh, Even, um, I I believe, at the last weeks of the season, there was a touchdown catch by Isaiah Pacheco in the end zone at Arrowhead Stadium. He was open because three guys were focused on Rasheed Rice. That's what he brings to the table. That's what makes him special. I know Travis has talked about it. Patrick Mahomes, Justin Tucker, plenty of people have addressed the uh, the pregame <laughs> situation. You've gone through numerous warm-ups. What, what was your feeling about that and, and how that all went down? Because it sure seems pretty obvious that Justin Tucker was just trying to be a pain in the ass. Absolutely. He knows exactly what he was doing. He's been in the league for 12 years. He knew exactly what he was doing and what he's done. And it doesn't matter that it's his normal routine. If you want to kick from the middle of the field uh, and ask the guys to work around it, that's normal. Uh, the punters do it. The kickers do it every week. But you're lining up on the goal line of the opposing uh, team's side of the field. Like, come on. You know exactly what you're doing. That's why he was able to smile about it because he knew he's gotten over on it for 12 years, and now one team finally called him on it to the point of throwing his stuff aside. A little bit of gamesmanship. I get it. And I'm proud of Travis and, and, and Patrick because they could have made a bigger scene than it really was. They just tossed this stuff aside and let, it, let them know that this is our side of the field, so get away. So uh, I, I'm a big trash talker. I always have been. So I could see myself being in that predicament. I just think they handled it right. But I think that was the announcement, though, that they were not going to be bullied in this game. And it's something small like that that happens in pregame warm-ups that can – jolt the team the rest of the team to join on board it's so funny with travis because like the reputation when he was young is doing those types of things were the things that were getting him in trouble right saying the guy doesn't deserve to work at Foot Locker, throwing the flag making motions with his hands towards referees right any of that now it just feels like he gets annoyed because like the young kids are always trying to make their name on him but he gets (laughs) other guys off their game like in that game he drew a flag because he chirped and said something yep. that drew some attention, but he is very rarely the last guy doing it anymore. Yeah, I think that's a sign of maturity, and it's it's tough to say maturity and trash talk in the same <laughs> sentence. But mature it's trash true. talk. I mean, there isn't there is an art to drawing penalties. There's an art to drawing to pulling guys out of their game, and I saw it unfolding as it was, and I was like, oh, he's. He's being crafty here. I'm calling it from the booth. He's going to draw a flag because everything he was doing was with his hands down. Like you mentioned, he's always normally he could, in the past he would have been flailing his hands or pointing or stuff like that. Everything was down on the side. So you know he wasn't preparing for a blow for a specific reason. Like all of us, if we square up with somebody or get in an altercation, like we're going to have our hands in a position to defend ourselves. When you don't have your hand in a position to defend yourself, you're doing it for a reason. And I could tell that they were just they were just nibbling, waiting for that opportunity. Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen, Kyle Van Noy, they were getting annoyed with his antics and he was just prodding, poking and prodding. So I thought it was 
it was it was artist like for him to do that. And it was only a matter of time, and it worked for our benefit. We're talking to Danian Hughes. He, of course, will be on the call with the Super Bowl broadcast on the Chiefs Radio Network, along with Mitch Holtis, Dan Israel, and Josh Klingler. When you look early on, and we'll have time next week to dive deeper into the Niners, but just your early preliminary thoughts on the matchup when you see what the 49ers have done this year. Everybody thought they were the best team the entire season, but these two playoff games, specifically in the first half, they've looked pretty vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, they are definitely a dominant team. They've had, they've sputtered along just like we have at different times. Maybe have not played our best football as far as a complete game uh, for most of the season. But they are a force. I feel like this team is stronger than the previous team we beat in the Super Bowl back in 2019 season uh, across the board, especially with, with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield, such a dual threat force that he is. But I also feel like we're a stronger defense and we're a more accomplished offense in regards to confidence, especially as of late. Going into Buffalo did something to us. Going into Baltimore did something to this team and kind of elevated us back to the point that we're not necessarily expecting to win, but we're not also just hoping to win either. Like we're going to respect the opponents, but there's a height, there's a heightened level of confidence with this team that I've seen over these past two weeks that are going to help us in the game. But the, the Niners, defensively, that front four, what they're able to do, actually the front seven with those linebackers, uh, Greenlaw and uh, Warner, they're, they're going to be formidable. And they're going to try to play a little bit of bully ball. they got fast. they got speed at the linebacking position that's going to try to take away Travis Kelsey and some of those intermediate routes. What we're going to see in this game, mark my words, is we're going to see more dump-offs and shallow crosses and, and five- to eight-yard passes and then yards after catch and contact because their linebackers drop significantly well in pass coverage. So they'll drop 15, 20 yards downfield just so that they can come up and tackle the ball in front of them. So Patrick's going to have to be really patient with what what choices he makes and what targets he makes downfield. Dane, I know that they don't play against each other, but it's hard not to, like, when I'm trying to decide what I think will happen in a week and a half, to look at the paper and be like, okay, does my brain tell me Brock Purdy's beating Patrick Mahomes? Like, there, that seems like of all the places on the field, and I know that the Niners probably have a better 1 through 53, just like the Ravens had a better 1 through 53 from a talent perspective, but that gapping between Purdy and Mahomes – should really concern the 49ers, especially because I don't think they can get behind like they did in each of the last two games and actually come back on the Chiefs. Well, I think what we see from Patrick Mahomes in the postseason is a different animal. He's a different breed. Even as good as he is during the regular season, like he he amps it up. When you don't think that there's a, a possibility that he could amp up his game, he does it in the biggest moments, which happens to be in the postseason. So if you're talking about a matchup of Purdy versus Mahomes, like, it's already a mismatch to some extent. But then playoff Pat versus yeah. Purdy is a whole different breed. So I feel like we got confidence in our guy. They have confidence in him to be able to make the plays necessary for another Super Bowl. And we just got to make sure we don't make any mistakes that are going to open the door. I think this game is going to come down to ball security. I made that my first key to victory. Uh, if you think about – how many times this season we've been 
behind in regards to uh, giveaway, takeaway in, in specific games. Uh, we found a way to win, but then when we go to Baltimore, we get three turnovers uh, and we find a way to win. Uh, we can't afford to have turnovers or be behind in that giveaway, takeaway against the Niners. Uh, so I feel like Patrick is definitely the guy that can handle this pressure. You mentioned he's even better in the postseason. We looked at the stats yesterday, Danon. He's unreal when he plays indoors. Like, I know every quarterback gets a little bit better indoors, but what, just like as a guy who's done that, why does that make, other than there's no wind, why do quarterbacks just excel so significantly in those situations? Is it the speed? Yeah, I think it's the speed of the game, but I also think there's just the comfort. Like, Patrick has played extremely well in the snow. He's played well in the rain. Like, I don't think there's any element that we can say, you know what, this is his Achilles heel. But when you play indoors, uh, it's 72 and sunny the entire time. You don't have to worry about your footing. You don't have to worry about slippage. You don't have to worry about someone else slipping. Uh, everybody else should have good traction. I think it just adds to the confidence that he has in his, in his weapons. And he plays extremely well. And just, like, I feel like if this would have been played in – Allegiant uh, Stadium parking lot like Patrick is going to be Patrick. It doesn't matter. Danon Hughes, former Chiefs wide receiver. He, of course, will be on the call on the Chiefs radio network for Super Bowl 58. We'll see you out in Vegas, and, yeah, we'll, we'll be getting some advice from you. We'll be reaching out. Yeah, hit me up, man. We're going to have a blast. And uh, he'll be on the air tonight. Danon Hughes will. Players only give you a players only perspective on the Chiefs heading to the Super Bowl once again. Super Bowl uh, 58 out in Las Vegas. And if you missed it earlier on today in the show, we mentioned we'll have some more details on it. But a week from tonight, we will be having a 610 Sports Radio party in Las Vegas for Chiefs fans taking place at Circa. And we're going to be competing with our sister station in the Bay Area as well. They will have their same party going on in the same area, but we'll have our own different sides at Circa. If you've been to Stadium Swim, you know what I'm talking about. It's it's massive. Essentially like football plus long screen that has every sporting event you would need at the moment outdoors and a huge pool area and everything like that. So uh, more specific details to follow, but if you're going to be in Vegas, plan on hanging out with us in 610 and other chiefs fans Thursday night from, I think it's five to nine Pacific is actually when it's going to take place. We'll be doing a special two hour show. All three of us will be out there. Plus whoever knows, I know Nate Taylor might be there. We got a bunch of other people showing up. It's going to be a great time. I have horrible news. What? An absolute travesty. Horrible news. Horrible. In this city. They are installing a new device to prevent people from running into the independence. Oh, this seems like great news. I mean, horrible Terrible news. Terrible news. I mean, hor- That's a Kansas City institution. No, this is great Don't news. Don't ruin our monuments. No, this is great this news. This has existed forever. They're putting something in there so you'll know if you hit that that you'll also hit the bridge. Yeah. Just let idiots live their life. We don't need to install this for people. <laughs> what? Travesty. No, this is great news. I thought Let's you go actually... to City Hall and stop this from happening. I thought you actually had some bad news. I thought something... This is terrible. Ta- I, ta- I, I thought you. all of a sudden there was reports that she's practiced and somebody tore their ACL or something. No. No. You're upset that finally there's a safety measure in place so that the bridge doesn't keep getting hit. This is great news. You probably freaked out a lot this of people. This is... Yeah. This is... <laughs> I probably freaked out a lot of people. What happened? This is a Kansas City institution. This is part of our history. Why would you take it away? Because it's this costing, is who we are as a city. Because it's causing a lot of damage and money for individuals. That bridge is also unstoppable. City. It's been hit 4,000 times without coming down. It might be the strongest piece of building material 
in the entire town. Yeah, this is this is good, man. I'm happy. Glad they finally did something. How dare you take the other side of this? How so dare glad you they stand finally, up for this? You know, I'm for an infrastructure improvements <laughs> in this city. Well, I wanted a new airport, but that doesn't mean I want this. People are That's very... A, Drew doesn't even know. There's a bridge, I Drew, don't. in town. It is shorter. Once a month, at least, there's a photo released of somebody, like, so, <laughs> completely knifing in a semi into it where it doesn't fit. I mean, it's just... It is constant. Uh, it is yeah. one of my favorite traditions is here's a new photo of a truck that didn't oh, make it under the bridge. It's, def- it's a delight. It's definitely become a joke and all that. But also, like, at some point, it needed to be fixed. I'm glad it is. Uh, and as the text line points out, there will still be people that find a way to run into the bridge. Do you think there'll still be someone that <laughs> There'll still be somebody that does. Oh, the, the point is to prevent accidents. So, yeah, it's, it's all good. It's a good idea. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Someone you says, should, man, Cody, I really thought something happened with Chris Jones. Yeah. You, may, you go, Gold, the way you I've said got it. some terrible news. And I'm like, what? I'm, again, I'm thinking, you my mind's on really football, Super Bowl. Uh. I'm thinking that there was an injury at practice or something, and Cody's out here mad that they found a way to prevent accidents. Yeah. The flight got you should drive the under the bridge ceremonially one last time. One last time. <laughs> one last time. Uh, who's going to be the last person to have driven under it, you know? I don't know. That could be marked by something. Who's the last person to run into that bridge? I like him on this show. <laughs> Congratulations, man. Uh, We're back at it tomorrow. It'll be a Red Friday edition of Cody and Gold, our final show for a couple weeks in studio, or for a full week, I should say, in studio. We'll have Pete Sweeney joining us. We also have Rob Collins for Club 610 Friday, and we'll have our friends from Rieger stopping by with some Vegas-themed cocktails. Cannot wait for that tomorrow on the show. Hope you guys have a good rest of your Thursday. The Drive with CDOT coming up next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.